Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Sahash. That's beautiful. Sahash, okay. You know, the services that I provide people, that I work for people, you know, like the um, uh, yogic lifestyle, um, Akashic Record. I do these very intensive six-month courses with people. So um, that helps them build a personal practice, release baggage from the past and optimize themselves so that they're really um at their maximum capacity yeah and also but also just have a very strong connection to their spirit and to their internal guide so they feel peaceful they feel strong they feel um which i think is super important okay so welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here we are back again at your favorite place, the spot. The conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Today we have Sahaj, and she offers the art of yoga lifestyle, yoga diet Akashic records to guide you to full embodiment. What does that mean? What does that look like? What does that feel like to be totally immersed in your body, to be aware of the present moment, to be conscious, to be actually interacting with the breath? You know, the breath was our creator's very first gift. When you have a baby, breathe. When you are running, breathe. When you are anxious, breathe. The breath controls everything. Uh, The first breath is life. The last breath is death. So we're going to connect with that on a much deeper level as we talk to Shahaj. Welcome her to the edge. How are you, beautiful soul? (laughs) I'm well. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's really nice to be here with you, April. Yeah, it's nice to have you here with me. You know, I went through and I looked at your profile and it just seems like it just flows. It just seems like it's real easy. When did you become awakened to peace and solitude? Well, you know, my name, Sahaj, as you say it, um, is, it means ease or flow. So it's your essence, and it's me at essence. I was always a person who's very still, um, you know, quiet, that sort of thing. And people would assume that I was peaceful, but internally, I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of energy. So um, I struggled. I struggled in relationships. I struggled in... um, being yeah being peaceful i had a lot of dreams that were very tormented and that sort of thing so i was struggling as a person and i got sort of to a crisis point and i met a teacher and she she really really helped me um come to peace with my life accept what was going on and and i realized that i needed to you know like she was talking about internal dialogues and she was saying, I don't want you to ever think that thought again. And I was like, well, how am I going to do that? Because now she's just made this pink elephant in the room. And, you know, how can I not think about that? But 
So I said, well, I have to become the Buddha. So I, um, I took a teacher's training uh, for yoga and that really started the, the deepest dive for me to becoming peaceful. So you have this newfound awakening um, and solitude and quiet brings you don't realize how much you actually hear when you are silent. And I'm getting ready to go on a trip. When I come back, I am going to do my first vow of silence. I'm going to try for 48 hours not to speak, but only hear. Um, my friends have went to these retreats where mm. there's no talking, no TV, anything. And I said, girl, I don't know how you survived it. <laughs> but um, quieting the monkey mind is very important when it comes to yoga. People are more concerned about the poses and the postures or what someone else is doing, but not really connecting with the breath and the spirit because yoga is preparation for meditation. Tell us a little bit about how you work with your clients to get them in that, that state of Zen themselves. Well, you know, you mentioned so many things and it's so beautiful. The first thing that we do is I offer public classes and I teach a form of yoga called Kundalini. And it's a very, it uses breath in so many different signatures. And that's one of the first things we do is teach um, breathing. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think mastering your breath is a lifelong um, experience. And there's so many, like you were talking about, the first breath, right? The first breath when you come out of, when you have a baby uh, or you are born and you have that breath. Well, if you're in fear and anxiety at that moment, because you've picked up a lot of fear and anxiety from your mom, that's gonna play out through your life. And so in the work that I do with not only the yoga, but also Akashic Records, we can start to undo that. So one of the first things we do is start with long, deep breathing start with um, teaching these breath signatures that we have in our practice. And that is, and, and connecting your breath to the movement. But I also like to work with people more deeply to feel what they feel when they're breathing, you know, so that you can be present with what's going on and not resist or try to get away from. I think so much of what we do is about resistance. You know, I, I don't want that. I totally get what you're saying. The, the restriction, uh, when you breathe into, I love what my yoga instructor says, okay, now take the breath into that body, feel your body, feel where you are at this time. You would not believe how much more expansive you are, your body just relaxes because we're always so tense. We're always in that fight, flight, you know, and just to be relaxed and just to be easy. But it's odd. The world is so angry. I'll use the word right now. They don't appreciate peace. They don't appreciate nothingness, you know, just nothing. Silence, listening to the birds feeling the, the breeze on your face, the, the, the no taste of water. They don't appreciate the simplicity of life. And that is a heightened sense of awareness. 
You know, you get into this meditation state. I do it. I see psychedelic colors. <laughs> I can take myself down. And when I bring myself up, I just feel renewed. And you hear God. You really do. You know, and it resonates in your soul. I know now they're doing a lot of this with children. You know, instead of, uh, I was talking to an, another one of my guests, instead of shaming them, Instead of putting them in the corner, making them right standards, they're really teaching them mindfulness. And I think that this is very powerful. Wouldn't you agree for children as well to teach them at an early age? Absolutely. It's really essential, actually. I think particularly now because there is so much anxiety in the world, there is so much conflict and children are really feeling that, you know, they're so sensitive. They're so, and they, it's natural. They go like, oh yeah, this makes sense. And, you know, they know that it calms them down and then they can teach the parents. Right. But again, being born, coming through the birth canal is traumatic. It is. You know, and as we live our life. So if we work on that uh, and pay attention to it, it also encourages us to be a much kinder person to other individuals, to be more empathetic and sympathetic and to extend ourselves because we understand what it is to be in that flow. Talk to us a little bit about the Akashic Records. How did that find you? Well, in that story I was describing to you where I found my teacher, uh, she started working, um, you know, on a more subtle plane, working with energies that I wasn't even aware of at that time. And it was such powerful work. It was so deep and so powerful and so life transforming that, um, and very challenging at that time. But then about six or seven years ago, um, I came across a modality to learn the Akashic Records myself. And that's when things really started to change for me because I could see, you know, how much impact um, a past life or childhood has on the adult person. And that when you get down to the root of it um, and release that, it's gone. And then you can use the yoga the breath as you're talking about, the mantras, the meditations, um, to put in something really positive. And you can really transform your life into the life that you, that be, and be the person you know you are on the inside. Because this quiet place, even though you talk about people being angry, it's true, but they know in them there's a place that is watching them. You know, it's called the witness consciousness. We all have that. It's a little voice that says, why did you do that? What are you doing? You know, if we wake up to that consciousness, to that inner consciousness, um, it starts to wake us up to, you know, what we know in, innately is what's right, what's wrong. You know, if you've, so um, that's how I came to the Akashic Records. What are the Akashic Records? I mean, I, I know how you came to them, but how do we use them for our, because everyone's journey is different, very individualized. That's true. So you work with a person. Tell us a little bit about entering the Akashic Records. I don't think people really understand fully what that is and the potential that it holds. True. Well, people think of it as a, like, a, they call, you know, Colloquially, people will say it's the book of life, right? But really, you have to understand the subtle anatomy of the human being. We have a soul and we have a subtle body. And that subtle body is 
uh, made it look, you know, like we might even call it a ghost. Like when you go to a movie, you see the sixth sense and there's a, a, a impression of a person that's transparent and moving across the room and closing the door and not trying to interact with people and can't interact with people. That's a subtle body. It's a projection of the mind of that person who doesn't know that they aren't alive anymore, right? And so that's one way of looking at the subtle body. And that subtle body, everyone has one. And it goes with the soul when we die, we transmigrate, unless you get stuck on this electromagnetic field. And that's what we call a ghost. But that subtle body carries all the impressions, all the life information, all the thoughts, all the emotions that you've ever been through. Mm. And according to yogic philosophy, we've had 840 million lifetimes. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of information. It's you know way more than the internet, but you're carrying that. It's in you, and it you know if it's dropped into the subconscious, it's going to be the pattern that runs your life. And we all have them. We all have impressions, emotions that we, you know, trauma that we had at childhood. Because childhood is just trauma. Like we were talking about, just coming down the birth canal is really traumatic. Coming out, taking that first breath. Which the impressions in your subtle body include the ones that you got in the womb from your mother, what she was going through, what she was thinking, what she was feeling. And some of those you take on, and they're, they're definitely not yours, but they might put fear in you. Like, you know, if she's having, a, if she's struggling, that's going to be part of your journey. And when you come out and you take that first breath, if it's filled with fear or anxiety or constriction of some kind, you're going to have that pattern. But what I do with the Akashic Record and the yogic work, we can undo that. We can mm. change the patterns. We can really rewrite. You can rewrite your destiny. And so these tools they go far beyond <laughs> what most people think, you know, like, oh, I'll be flexible. Oh, I will be peaceful of mind. Well, you're going to have a much deeper relationship to yourself, a much more loving, compassionate relationship to yourself that you can then extend out to others. And you will release serious pain that you think is you or what you communicate with people or how. You know, I mean, you may not even be communicating, but it, people are responding to it because it's a right, because it's your aura. It's what yeah. you exude. It's what, it's you what you're exuding, exactly. And you know, I have to ask this question in all transparency. You make it seem so beautiful and blissful and peaceful, but with trauma comes fear and anxiety because you're meeting a new you. That's you're true. This person or persons. Uh, these lifetimes that have had other traumatic experiences. Do you continue to work with your client to help them settle into their new suit? Absolutely. Yes. That's one of the things that I do. Is, um, I work ongoing with people and I do energy healing to help them integrate. And, you know, I've worked with lots of, in different situations. I've worked in a study for anxiety, which we did through Harvard. I live in Massachusetts and it was in Boston. Um, in conjunction with the hospital and Harvard University. And so I saw people with acute anxiety coming in. And it's in this process, it's got to be that you're ready to let go of victim consciousness. It's ready that you're ready to, to take responsibility, full responsibility, what for 
what we do at soul level is we make choices, we make contracts, we make deals with people that are going to play specific roles and that we are going to go through certain challenges and we have to accept all that and then we can transmute it. But so it's an empowerment process and it really is a co-creative. You know, if someone wants to stay in victim consciousness or they want to stay unconscious or they want to stay angry, that's not someone that maybe want to, I want to work with or they want to work with me because they're not ready to let it go. But if you're ready, this is a really powerful um, way. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a yogi. It could just mean that, you know, your children are struggling or um, your relationship with your husband is struggling, but that you're open, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, speak to the person that uh, is confused and concerned that this is in contrast to their religious doctrine or their religious belief. Because if you're open-minded, I'm not saying that people are closed-minded, but some people are. (laughs) But if you're closed off to it, um, again, as Sahaj says, you may not be ready for this. But speak to that person that feels that it's in contrast with their God, their religious belief. I think it could be an enhancement. What do you think? I definitely think it's an enhancement. I mean, one of the things that you can see in the Akashic record is what spiritual path um, the person is aligned with. that and that has a big impact on people. I mean, if people are in the wrong religion or they're born in the wrong religion or they're coerced or they have a negative experience, they might, you know, choose to be atheistic or all these things that where they create a lot of pain and discord in relationship to their spirituality. Those things can actually be resolved through the Akashic record. Sometimes the things have happened in past life and has created um, fear. And uh, and in, and and afraid of pursuing their spiritual life, so those things can be um, you know step by step. It has to be done in a very gentle process. But I work with people who are from all different faiths, and um, just help them become more aligned, because that's the the work that I've called is you know called soul realignment so it brings you into that innate um original essence of yourself that you might not mm, be in contact because we have the ability to you know through anger through anxiety through all these negative emotions that keep us in a kind of heightened state right um, pull us away from who we are at a at a line, in, in an aligned, calm place. And, and it expresses differently in each person. So there's people who are very energetic and are never gonna be like Sahaj, you know, because they, their peace is gonna be expressed in a different way. But internally, you know, the way that they relate to their mind and their breath, that, that can be beautifully brought into balance. And then you can release the emotional and mental baggage that you've taken on that you've decided to take on those are the things that we release not so much karma but your own mental and emotional decisions you know and you're not well a lot of people use the word karma as a weapon oh karma but karma is a place of learning and teaching and awareness it's not a place of 
reflective punishment. Uh, you know, well, cause I, is really simple. It means cause and effect. So if you take an action, it's going to have an effect. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes, you know, it could be far reaching that karma won't um, maybe come to fruition for two lifetimes, right? But any action that we take, unless it's in a total alignment with the infinite, is going to have an effect, right? And so that's all it means. It's very simple. Yeah, it, because people will say, oh, you know, karma's going to get you. You do this and you do that. Well, you know, I, I get it. If you mix up the cake batter and put it in the oven, it's going to rise. So there's things that uh, fall in alignment with what we do based upon how we act, but also how we react. And that's what I had to come to grips with as I've matured in my life is how you respond to things. Um, give yourself some time. Take a few deep breaths. Relax. Put yourself in another person's um, situation. Think before you speak or sometimes not speak at all. Yeah, you, that's very wise. You've been an amazing, amazing guest. And thank you so much for that heightened sense of awareness. Um, I'm going to reflect on this and really kind of take it all in. And you have the most beautiful, oh, excuse me, the most beautiful soft-spoken voice. I can just see myself in a yoga class with you and you talking us through each movement, each pose. Um, tell my brains how to get in contact with you. They want to work with you. If you have an online program, how can they get uh, deeper into you? Well, I have a website. It's sahajkar.com, which is S-A-H-A-J-K-A-U-R.com. And I have a sign-up form there. You can communicate with me there. So that would be the easiest way. And I have a free gift. I have a, a book that's a, about raw and cooked food. So introducing people to um, food as a way to enter your yogic lifestyle. And... Um, so, you know, if they come to my website, they can sign up for that free gift. And, um, and leave yeah. a comment, ask questions, um, go deeper, work with her in the Akashic Records. You don't know what you don't know, brains. You know, it's like a banana. You can't get to the good stuff until you peel off the skin. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for being here on The Edge. Brains, please go in and love like, share, and subscribe. Again, love, like, share, and subscribe to On The Edge. There's tons of edgy conversations, great people that are really doing the deep dive that have dedicated their work to make this world a better place and you as an individual. Thank you so much, Sahesh. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye, Brains.